The Wituation Room is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Hello there, and welcome to The Wituation Room. I'm Jeff Lake. I'm Alice Sullivan. And I'm Michael Sparkman. And today we're going to start talking about The Last Witch, book one, we think, of the Witcher series by... Andrzej Sapkowski. And I, I think this is as good a time as any to note that none of us speak Polish. So when it comes to the pronunciation of that name or any other Polish things that come up in the this series, we're going to do our best. Yeah. And, and hey, if you uh, if you want to help us out, please feel free to send us a, an email at hello. At, uh, yeah. We'd love to be corrected. Yeah. <laughs> hello at armadillo.club. Right. Yeah. Today we're going to talk about the first two chapters of The Witcher, which is the first story. Appears to be the first story in this book. The structure is a little confusing to me. Yeah, I, 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 I it, is it is it just all one story? Because it feels like there's a I, few different threads here. I think that this is actually several different stories, but it is put in this framing device of about the Witcher stories as this other stuff is going on. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to try and talk about it. It's not as linear as the other books we've been talking about, but we'll do our best. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like A Thousand and One Nights or The Canterbury Tales. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, a story of stories. So I this is, this is the first Witcher book I've ever read. And uh, I did watch the first season of that show on Netflix. Yeah. And I thought it was really good. Yeah, I, I very much enjoyed that adaptation. Uh, it's interesting reading the book now because... I've also played uh, some of the the Witcher games, and uh, the difference between the show and the games, and now reading the books, it's clear that <laughs> some people took more creative license with the story <laughs> than than others. You know, yeah. Uh, the games seem to uh, veer quite a bit from at least what we've read so far. Whereas I, as I was reading this and having watched subsequent subsequent seasons of the TV series. Uh, there's a lot of commonality and, and some of the stuff they do like shot for shot in a way that's I thought pretty cool. Yeah, the show's very faithful. Yeah. The books, uh, I'm, I'm a big game player and I tried to play The Witchers 1, 2, and 3 and bounced off all of them. Yeah. I know they're wildly popular but I just couldn't get into them for a variety of reasons that we might get into. Yeah, I, I uh, for me, the, the Witcher 3 I spent quite a bit of time with but uh, a friend of mine uh, once said that the, the issue with trying to play the Witcher game is it's your it's it's you're playing someone doing the a job that they aren't very good at in a way. So it's like, <laughs> it's like it's it's all the frustrations of being like this is my job, but I'm just not that good at it. <laughs> what about you, Alice? I am new to everything. Haven't yeah. seen the TV show. Haven't played the game. First time reading the books. All right, cool. All right. So we we uh, I love it when we have a, a yeah a good variance in proof. Uh, so here we go. Uh, we start the last witch with the last witch. I said the last witch. Yeah. The last wish with. I'm not sure how this structure works. There seems to be a framing device. Uh, it starts with the voice of reason. One. One, which is a, a very brief snippet of time where Geralt is sleeping there and a girl comes in and has sex with him and maybe she's a monster of some kind. It's hard and to maybe say. maybe he's dreaming, but he's into it. He's super into it. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, he's just trying to catch some Zs, right? And, you know, it's like she wakes him up with, like, knocking him in the face with her titties, which, like, I get it, right? Sometimes you want that. Sometimes you're just trying to sleep, right? <laughs> it's true, right? Yeah, it's been, there's different kinds of sleep. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, a witcher's work is never done, so he gets to, yeah, he gets he gets to it. <laughs> and that, that that is the entirety of the first chapter. Yes, that's what happens. Uh, and, yeah. Then we get to The Witcher, which is the name of the story, I believe, uh, chapter one. Uh, the Witcher arrives in Wizen, 
goes into a the cheapest tavern he can find apparently and just fucks shit up. Well, it's it's funny because like I noticed a common thread here, right? First chapter, he's trying to get some sleep. This chapter, he's just trying to get some sleep, right? Mm-hmm. This dude's rolling into town. He goes to the first tavern he he finds to have a beer and, and catch some some Z's and like. Nobody wants to let the switcher just take a nap, right? Yeah. The story doesn't say who he is, right? It describes sort of what he looks like. You know, he's got kind of a doofy-looking coat. Yeah. That's, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> he's got and white hair and yellow eyes. And swords in weird places. Yeah, he looks extremely like the kind of guy you would not start a bar fight with. <laughs> uh-huh. But, uh, in, but in fact, these particular assholes, they don't even care about the way he's dressed. They take issue with the fact that he's a Rivian, and apparently... <laughs> yeah. yeah, what's up with that? Yeah, uh, apparently that's that uh, Rivians are all thieves or something. They just hate know? Rivians. They're yeah. the Terran fairy folk. Uh, yeah. Can't trust them. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they start a fight with him, and he just kills the hell out of them. Yeah, uh, before anyone can see what happens, right? Yeah. And demands to be taken to the Castellan? Oh, yeah, some guards show up. Is that how you pronounce the it? The Castellan, I think. Castellan? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, which is the... It's the sort of official that runs the castle for the yeah. king, right? yeah. yeah. But, but I think they, at first they're like, no, we're going to kill you. And then he, I think he witches them, right? Does uh, yeah. he witch the guards? He witches them. He witches them right away. Yeah. He does one of his witcher signs on them. Yeah. And I think he just makes his, his like, bling shine. If I understand what is happening here. Yeah. It's like mesmerizes them yeah, or something. He, he makes his, his jewelry shine or his, his studded leather shine. And they're like, oh, crap. Okay, we'll take you to the castle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and from there, we finally get our first introduction. Yeah. So the witcher gets in to, to meet... The Castellan, and, and we now find out who this witcher is, Geralt of Rivia. Yeah, witcher extraordinary. Yeah. And he's uh, there for a job. He's actually not, he didn't just want, randomly wander into this town, right? Mm-mm. Yeah, and and I guess this is how he gets to meet the Castellan of the towns he goes to. I'm just going to kill the first few people I see. They'll take me to meet the leader. Yeah. I mean, it's effective, right? Totally yeah, works. Yeah, as soon as he's like, oh, I'm here for a job, they like, they like, Forget about those murders. Yeah, the castle is all like, I'm going to throw you in prison forever. And he's like, I'm here about this job. And it's like, okay, never mind. Have some beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, it doesn't they, bring it up at all. They sit again. down and have a beer and a story. And that's, that's that, yeah. And yeah. the story is a wild story. <laughs> yes, it is. Because yeah. uh, the Witcher, he, the Witcher, the Castellan tells us what Witchers are. Yes. Witchers are these guys who are like monstrous people with monstrous powers who go around hunting monsters. Yeah. And in this world, there are more monsters than ever. They're, they're spreading all over the place. So they need Geralt. And so the Castellan is, is, explains this, this job notice that the Witcher came for. Which, frankly, is just like the video game, right? This is exactly what you do in the video game. You, yeah. go to, you find, like, a board, a message board, with mess- like a literal board with messages posted to it, and mm-hmm. read them and say, like, it's, we'll give you 500 bucks if you come kill this werewolf. And you're like, oh, that's what I'm doing now. Yeah, <laughs> what, what does he say? He's like, he found something, like, hanging at a crossroads, right? It was just, like, a piece of, like, piece of fabric. Piece of white leather with runes on it. That's right, yeah. So just, uh, <laughs> yeah, someone hung some white leather, and it's like, hey, this is the, this yeah. is the job. And witchers show up. Yeah. And the Castellan tells him, you know, you don't want this job. This is a messed up job. But he, he gives him the whole story, this really long story about how King Faltest uh, had sex with his sister. Uh-huh. And the baby like was, you do. Yeah, like you do. And the baby was monstrous. Yeah. And so they just threw it in a crypt. And then seven years later, it started coming out of the crypt to eating people. <laughs> and they didn't know what to do about it. So it's been seven years since they've been eating people. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love this. Like, the the tone of these this story, and this continues throughout, is like, 
essentially the like the, I think the quote is something like occasionally she gets her teeth into someone, but you know what can you do, right? <laughs> I, and like this like nonchalance about this horrible like dark violence. It's I like, mean, yeah, it super yeah. sucks. We don't like it. It reminded yeah. me of the Minotaur story because like the Minotaur mm-hmm. was like had a half human parent, right? Or had a human parent? It did. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The parent was supposedly the queen. Of, yeah. Uh, of Minos. Exactly. And then you they locked him up and he they just threw virgins out of everyone's. Mouth. Yeah, and it's sort of like it's also a little pathetic in the sense that. This this creature has never known anything else except being in this prison, right? What is it? How could it possibly not be a monster, uh-huh. even if it wasn't uh, a monster? Yeah, yeah. a striga. And apparently, yeah. someone did the 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 world the disservice of convincing this king that there might there's a chance that you could turn this particular monster into a princess, yeah. and uh, he's been throwing random people at the problem ever since. <laughs> like yeah. he's, he's like, like, get in there, and don't kill the monster. <laughs> Okay. Uh, and yeah, uh, nobody knows killed the monster. Yeah, so there's huge reward for it. So all sorts of wizards and, and also other witchers and, and also a bunch of idiots uh, have gone in and just gotten killed by the monster. Uh, they know it's a striga. Like the Castellan knows it's a striga. The right. witcher knows it's a striga. I don't know what a striga is. I still, I've read this whole story. I still don't know what a striga is. They, they describe it at some point. So I think that's all we ever get. Like yeah. uh, y- if you look it up, there's some, there's information about there, but out there about this, but I think this might just be entirely new mythos. That's like, you know, we're, we're not familiar with, you know, but it's, it's a pretty well-known thing, I guess, in this world. But that, that's the deal. The deal is the king wants somebody to go in there and cure the striga, which apparently has to do with staying awake all night in the tomb or, or near the tomb. Yeah, uh, the, I think the idea is you have to prevent the Striga from getting to her sarcophagus before the, the crowing of the cock, whatever. Yeah. And, um, and he's, he's offering 3000 3, bucks for it. Which I guess is a lot, because yeah. Geralt is here for it. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a lot. Yeah. And Geralt is super cool. Uh, throughout all these chapters, Geralt is just the coolest cool that ever cooled. <laughs> I, I very much enjoy the way that Geralt is written, because he, he's just like... He he doesn't talk much, right? Like his responses to things are are are, are tend to be relatively short, but like he expresses a lot without mm-hmm. talking. It's true. You do get a real strong vibe from him that he knows more than everybody around him, and he's not he doesn't care mostly, right? He's yeah. here for that money, and he's saying what he thinks will get him that money. Yeah. Uh, so he doesn't really care about this story, in his, except the details that indicate what kind of monster this is. And you can tell by the questions that he's asking that he has. He has that exactly in mind, right? Like they're telling him this all this backstory, and he's like, "Well, does it do this? You know, like what? What, what about this? You know, he, he asks these kind of like out of these seemingly unusual questions that clearly indicate that he's got some ideas, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so this whole story is really interesting. This fall test incest curse thing, mm-hmm. but is irrelevant to Geralt's purposes. Right? Yeah, he doesn't care. Yeah, uh, I also. I don't think I'm going to bring this up a lot. I think this character is a bit of a Mary Sue. Right? Yeah. Well, we'll we'll see if he gets shittier at his job as we go. But yeah. Yeah. It's true. He's, he certainly thinks of himself that way. I guess it's sort of told from Geralt's perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he asks if other witchers have tried and failed. And they, they indicate that that might be the case. But, you know, Geralt's not worried about it because he's the witchiest witcher. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, and he takes the deal, basically. There is a side deal, though. I think we should mention that, right? Yeah, the, the, the side deal is basically that some of the lords just want the thing dead because they don't think this turning it back into like a... Uh, what, what would you call somebody who's 14 years old and, and doesn't know how Anything, to talk? Uh, yeah. a, a human. This neglected child. Yeah, right. Turned into this, this 
other thing is even worth doing, and they just want to kill the dang thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so they offer him like a, a cheaper reward. Thousand dollars. Yeah. To just kill it. Yeah. To accidentally, yeah. And I really like how up. he negotiates this, where they say, okay, we offered this to one witcher, and he went and took a look and walked away. And Geralt's like, okay, so witcher already looked and looked at this monster and decided that a thousand dollars isn't worth it. So you're going to have to go more than a thousand dollars. It's great, yeah. Yeah, I like this one line. Geralt's expression changed a little in what was probably supposed to be a smile. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I mean, it makes my eyes roll a little bit, you know. It was fun. Yeah, it, he's it fun. He, you know who he reminds me of, and you. This gonna I hurt. Know what you're gonna say. Yeah. He reminds me a little bit of Lan. He's Lan. He's the coolest guy in the world. Yeah. The that's coolest right. guy in every room. The coolest guy in the coolest room in the coolest castle in the coolest city. We'll see if Geralt starts, uh, you know, throwing out some like. Poetry or something at some point, you know. <laughs> he probably does no poetry. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he, he has a quick chat with the king, right? Yeah, the Geralt is basically on the case, and he sort of starts investigating by you know talking to the survivors of the the Striga's attacks. But yeah, then then the king has a, a talk with him in the palace, sort of around all the king's uh, advisors and his courtiers and whatnot. And it's very, it's very peremptory, right? Yeah, almost, almost like he's not interested in the in the conversation. He basically like says hi and then wa- walks out, right? Yeah. So mostly, Geralt is dealing with the the, the advisors and, and, fr- and right, friends. Right. Yeah. But then the king has another secret talk with Geralt. Comes and sneaks in to meet him dressed as a common soldier, uh, when which he's much more direct with him and says, "Yeah, you can kill him. I won't kill you if you kill him." Because that's the deal. Like he, he, everybody says that if, if Geralt kills the monster, the king will have him hanged. And the king says no, but I don't know if Geralt believes that. I don't know if Geralt believes anything. I'm not sure he cares, honestly. No, he doesn't. He's like, it doesn't matter. I'm yeah. going to kill it. And yeah, that's the thing. All this politics is kind of interesting, right? There's a backstory here. These characters, the, these political characters set up against each other. Geralt does not care. Yeah. Yep. That's great. He's just like moving through this. Like it does, yeah. And maybe he does, it doesn't, doesn't matter. He doesn't engage with him, that right? stuff. He just waits for them to stop talking. Uh, before he can ask something about the monster, because he's here for that money. Yeah. But I, I wrote it down. I think we're gonna, this may be the first of many a monster description because this was really cool. Mm. Like Geralt is asking what the thing looks like, and uh, Velarad leapt up from his chair. The princess looks like a striga. He yelled, <laughs> "Like the most striga striga you've ever heard of." <laughs> Her royal highness, the cursed royal bastard, is four cubits high, shaped like a barrel of beer, has a maw which stretches from ear to ear, and is full of dagger-like teeth, has red eyes and red mop of hair. Her paws with claws like a wild cat's hangs down to the ground. I'm surprised we've yet to send her likeness to friendly courts. The princess, plague choker, is already 14. Time to think of giving her hand to the prince in marriage. <laughs> so now we know what a streak looks like. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, I thought that was it's evocative, right? It's, it's fantastic, yeah. yeah. You really get a feel for it. It's like, it's almost fairy tale-ish. It is, and yeah. I, and I, I I haven't looked into this, and I, and I intend to. I wonder how much of this is based on like Polish folklore, or Polish fairy tale, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to know. It's certainly unfamiliar and, to me. But Geralt also gives him the straight dope, right? They've, he's been hearing all these basically various theories of how this magic is working, how the curse works, why she is the way that it, way it is, and Geralt kind of gives him the rundown, like it's. It's not because you fucked your sister. It's because of a curse. Somebody put the curse on you. You probably know who it is already. Uh, also, I don't know if I can cure her. Maybe. Maybe mm-hmm. I, I might be able to cure her, and then she gets worse again later, and then you have to kill her later, you know? Yeah. That's just the way it is. Oh, but yeah. the king appreciates it, which was nice. I liked that there was, like, a straight talk going on there. Yeah, this, this is interesting. The king is one person in front of all these advisors, but when he comes in disguise, he's just, like, he's he seems a lot more savvy than than, than I would have given him credit for yeah. earlier, you know? which is a really nice thing. And we're, like, 20 pages into this book. There's all this stuff going on. It's yeah, really cool. yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of, I, I just love how this is done, yeah. 
Um, but he does. It's interesting. He asks some. He asks some pointy questions like, "What can I expect from her if this works?" Right? And uh, the answer is pretty. It's like she's she'll be fourteen, but like she's never interacted with a person before, right? Yeah. And then he gives him some, like post Striga tips because there's a chance she could relapse and turn back into a Striga, <laughs> yeah. which is you know. It's like it's like burning these kind of herbs in the fireplace every once in a while. Yeah. Right. She needs like, to wear a sapphire. If, if she starts getting weird with yeah. with an occlusion, which I looked this up, it's like a little bubble inside of the sapphire. It's yeah, like, it just happens sometimes. Yeah, I yeah. thought that's cool. I, All this arcane stuff is just like I, I put myself in the king's position. I was like, burn burn these herbs in the fireplace every once in a while. <laughs> every every once in a while, that could mean a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if she starts getting bitey. You know, burn some of these herbs. Yeah. <laughs> So from there we cut to Geralt preparing to take on the Striga, right? Yeah. And he pulls out he's like the pal- all this shit. The old palace, because right. everybody moved out of the old palace. <laughs> there's a Striga. Because it's got a Striga in it, no one knows what to do about that. It's, it's so really, they built a new palace. It's really cool how kind of life just goes on. Like there's a monster in the palace, you know. That's that's what I'm talking about. Like the whole the whole everything has been sort of like that, where it's just like everyone just accepts that there's just like horrible shit happening and goes around but goes on with their lives, right? You know, I didn't think about it to this moment, but I wonder if this is uh I'm trying not to inject too much commentary based on the, the Polishness of the author, but that's like, you know, he's Eastern European. There's a lot of bad things that happened there, right? There's, they were uh, Soviet oppressed for a long time, but people just keep living, right? You know, you're under a, an oppressive government. What do you do? Well, you just sort of, you work around it. You just keep living your life. Yeah. If you're just a normal person. The king was above and beyond my favorite person in this story. Cause like the sister fucker, the yeah, sister, the fu- sister I don't, fucker. I don't give a fuck. He's not my brother. <laughs> well, his sister might care about it. Well, she's dead. So <laughs> That's a good point. No, because so it starts out and like all the, all the nobles are saying, Oh, he wants to, for some reason he loves this monster. That's crazy. It makes no sense whatsoever. And then, and then full test, he talks to the witcher and they talk about, okay, well maybe you're going to have to kill her. Maybe not. And at the very end, the very last thing the the king says is, she's suffering, isn't she? Isn't she? And so that's why he wants her, if she cannot be cured, to right. be killed by him. That so he actually does this. love her, yeah. but it's just a different kind of love than they were mocking him for at the beginning, which You're I right. thought was okay. very moving, actually. A kind of love he probably can't actually show in his yeah. situation. That's right. Yep. Very true. Yeah, anyway, Geralt is preparing in the old palace. And he's, you know, he's just hanging out there because it's not nighttime. He's fine. It's funny. He's got all this array of like paraphernalia, right? He's got like a special sword for monsters that's made of silver. Yeah. Because monsters don't like silver. He's he's drinking like random potions and shit, like shit you'd find in the bathroom sink. And it's like, this is something you definitely shouldn't drink. But I'm a witcher, so. Yeah, you know. that's the job, right? And he, yeah. so he drinks these potions that make him super silent and they make him not have to breathe or he's able to suppress his breathing, get a total body control. And he can see in the dark. Yeah, his, his eye, his, his pupils open wide like the whole black eye. Yeah, pretty rad. It's really neat. It's also kind of, you feel like this can't be healthy, right? Oh, absolutely not. Uh, yeah, th- this stuff is lethal to non-witchers. The, the way that they make witchers, I'm yeah. sure we'll learn more about it later, but the way they make witchers involves a lot of horrible shit. It's cool <laughs> to see his preparation because he seems so professional. Mm-hmm. This is his job, right? Like he's he is uh, the product of a, of a great deal of knowledge and training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at several points he's offered the princess in marriage, and he's like, "I don't want that shit. I want that three thousand. <laughs> yeah, I know. right. <laughs> he's like a fourteen year old who doesn't know how to speak. Like, come on. Yeah. Uh, and and also he probably just doesn't give a shit about that. Mm-hmm. But then he is surprised by Ostrit, one a of those noble. conniving nobles, mm-hmm. yeah, from the court. Uh, comes to bribe him to just leave, to just bail out. 
for political reasons, because this this whole Striga situation is bad for fall test. Mm-hmm. But but Witcher has professional ethics. He's like, someone hired me to do a job. I'm going to do the job. You know, yeah, like, like, yeah. Like, that's that's literally the reason. The, the reason is because he he's, he does the job. He was hired to do the job. Mm-hmm. He's an honest Witcher in that way. Yeah. And then he, the Witcher knocks him out or well, kills him because Ost- no Ostrich is figures he's going to kill the Witcher, which. No, I mean, no. And, and like and the Witcher is super doped up, right? His his eyes are black, and he comes out of the darkness like a monster himself. And Ostrich's like, "Yeah, I'm going to get a piece of that," <laughs> and attacks him. Uh, and the Witcher takes him out, which is really helpful because the Witcher has a use for Ostrich. Mm-hmm. When Ostrich wakes up, the Witcher's got him bound and uh, talks about how he he's the one, or maybe he's the one that cursed the baby uh, because he was in love with the mom. Uh, and he's not entirely sure whether it was him. It might have been the, the the queen, the mom's mom, that cursed them or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the witcher does not care. Yeah, like, I, I, I can, like, you can see the witcher, like, all he hears is blah, blah, blah. I make excellent Striga bait, you know? It's like, <laughs> and the witcher was right. <laughs> he yeah, does make excellent Striga bait. Yeah, he hears the Striga come out and lets Ostrich run, run away. Yeah. The, the Striga immediately catches Ostrich faster than, than even Geralt thought it was going. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I was hoping that guy would, you know, take longer to eat. But, oh, here we go. Yeah. Let's the, the Striga eat up, eat their fill to make them an easier fight. Yeah. This this fight scene is actually a lot of fun. I, I found that um, fight scenes can be difficult to make interesting because it involves a lot of, like, repetition or things like that. But I, I found... At least so far, the fight seems to be very both evocative and like detailed. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Uh, it's it's uh, interesting how Geralt looks at it because it's sort of a he doesn't think about it in terms of desperate struggle. He just thinks about that this is I'm going to do this kind of move. I think mm-hmm. this kind of move is going to work. I, this is what I think this person's capable. This monster is capable of, and this is what works on that. This is what I did last time, so I'm going to do that again. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. But he fights it with the silver sword. Uh, it is much stronger and faster than he thought it was going to be. That's going to be a theme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, well, that's what I was saying before. Like, I wonder if Geralt is as good at this job as he thinks he is, you know? Yeah. So he isn't really that much of a Mary Sue or a Gary Sue. <laughs> yeah. A Larry Sue or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The, there's a bunch of back and forth. And I, he does something where he hits it with, like, concentrated hate or something. I didn't fully understand exactly. Yeah. He fights it with the sword for a while. Uh, and then... Uh, gets his ass kicked, in my opinion. Yeah, yes. <laughs> probably would describe it that way. Yeah, huh? But he's able to like vibe in with the monster's monstrousness so much that he's, he can feel the the source of hatred and anguish that created it. It's yeah. some magic shit, right? Yeah, and like and sort of reflected back at the monster, which totally freaks it out and runs away. Uh, and then he cl- crawls into its coffin to take it a little nap. Yeah, he closes it after himself and <laughs> goes to sleep. And the Witcher finally gets his nap <laughs> <laughs> next to the dead uh, brother fucker. Yeah, you know, yeah, he he. There was a corpse in there, but you know what? He's the Witcher. It doesn't bother him that much. Yeah, he's so, seen lots of corpses, right? Yeah, he's slept in a lot of crypts. Yeah. And this one's a lot less juicy than some of the other corpses he's probably seen, right? It's a fourteen-year-old corpse. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> so then he wakes up from his nap. He wakes like up his nap, yeah, in the crypt. Yeah. Uh, and it's dawn at this point. And uh, his, all his stuff is worn off, so he doesn't have his special Witcher powers anymore. Right. Uh, but he managed to get out of there. Uh, and the, the Striga is there sleeping by the crypt. I guess she wasn't able to get back in there by dawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's already transforming or transformed. And I, I think it's interesting that... Carol pauses long enough to note that she's not that hot or something. Like, yeah. <laughs> she was Carol. rather ugly. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. 
Yeah, okay, girl. Thanks for the thanks for the advice. <laughs> On the child that's woke up, right? Yeah, right. And uh, and he's like, okay, well, she's okay now. And he leans in to, to brush her hair away. And oh, she's not she's not totally. She's not quite all totally human yet. Big. And she gets a piece of him, right? Yeah. Like in the throat with a claw, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, but then he bites, bites her. her. <laughs> yeah, he headbutts her and then bites her till she passes out. I was like, this is <laughs> this is his strategy. Okay, okay. I, I doubt that that is like official Witcher procedure. Right there. <laughs> you never know, right? Uh, he just manages to get a bandage around his wounds before he passes out. But um, but we can, I think we can call this a win, yeah. sort of, right? And then uh, Geralt wakes up and he's been his neck has been bandaged and the Castellan is there taking care of him. He's, he's been, been down for two days. Yeah, so it could have gone better, but hey, he did it. Yeah. <laughs> Any landing you can walk away from, as they say. Yeah, it's funny because there's there's like a couple points where they ask him some questions and he's like, uh, you know, trade secrets, which is don't talk about what we do. Because <laughs> there's a point where he's like, why did you bite her back? And he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just a long story. You wouldn't understand. You know, witch, witch shit. Witch you know? stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's just witch shit, you know? Pretty funny. Yeah, that's great. And then we get a, a, a brief check-in back in what I now believe is the framing device. Where the Witcher is, I think, recovering from this very injury, oh, but at another place. Okay, right. I didn't catch this. So this is this is post boning the person who he boned at the beginning. Right. So what seems to have happened is that that Witcher thing happened with the Striga, and then he went to this temple of Melitele and boned that that girl for some reason for priestess some priestess reason. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, it's okay. These priestesses are allowed to fuck. So I mean, right? Yeah, they make it clear. But this one doesn't talk. <laughs> yeah, not allowed to talk, but allowed to bone. Yeah, yeah, uh, whatever you know. But right. witches can't be expected to keep track of all that, right? <laughs> right well, it's yeah. the same one he was boning at, at the very, very beginning. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's that one. Then yeah. I don't know. Was it a dream that she turned into? Uh, a, a nymph or something? Yeah, water a water I think it might be might have been a dream or hallucination or something, I think. Well, did she actually, through some priestess powers, turn into mm-hmm. Unclear. It says there was nothing of the water nymph in her anymore. Any of the blah, blah, blah apparition she had been at dawn. Yeah. So maybe there is some magic there? I think that, well, they do uh, They do mention that she has some kind of powers right. of some sort. So yeah, maybe. So it might have been a thing she does. Um... But anyway, his, his wound is still hurting him, but it's being tended by this particular priest, Nenika, who's pretty entertaining, because she doesn't take any shit from him at all. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you shouldn't have let that streak, uh, you know, chew through your neck like that. It's bad for business. <laughs> it's going to make it hard to do your job. He's like, yeah, she wish I'd thought of that. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, yeah, it's great. They, they have a little debate about religion, you know, her being a priestess and him being, you know, a witcher. Right, yeah. And he's like, I think, I think religion is all stupid. Uh, although he's not, he, it's not that he doesn't believe in magic or he's an atheist or anything. He just thinks that all of this stuff springs from like some primal natural force, and all these gods and stuff are sort of a human po- explanation, po- con- yeah. construct, whatever. Yeah, yeah, because he's seen a lot of religions come and go. Uh, he also thinks of a Yennefer. Yeah. Who? Who? Uh, yeah, I know because I watched the show. Yeah, that's a but, person. But we don't know who that is in the books. Yeah. Just a person. And the priestess is uh, telling him to take it easy, but no, I gotta go back to work. She wants to put him in some kind of trance, I guess, to figure out why he's such a badass. And he's just like, I'm I'm just a badass, you know? Yeah, you don't don't need to know. Yeah, not a big deal. Uh, He doesn't want to do the trance, I guess, probably because he's such a closed book. He doesn't want people to know his shit. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, I did, but didn't he just make three thousand orans? Doesn't he? Doesn't need to. He can hang out here in like the nice priestess sex temple or whatever. Uh, We don't know how much three thousand orans is, right? I assumed could, it was a lot. It could be like 30 bucks. Uh, he put a lot of work into that. That's <laughs> true. 
And it's from a king, right? So kings got money, right? Yeah. And so then, uh, for a while, Geralt hangs out there and reflects on, you know, the religion, uh, the military religion. Uh, he thinks it's woman stuff. Yeah. Uh, and he thinks religion in general sucks. But it does sound like this, this temple is pretty cool. Yeah. It seems actually, like it's more like a school for orphans or something. Yeah, it's a pretty great temple, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, also, because they want him to do this trance thing, uh, he offers to sort of tell them his Witcher stories instead. So I think that's the framing device. Oh. I think what's going on here is they and we are being told his Witcher stories. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's either payment for the healing or as a way to pass the time or as a way to put them off from doing this trance thing he doesn't want to do. Oh, okay. I did not catch that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So we get to another story. A grain of truth. A grain of truth. So Geralt is uh, just a wandering through some forests and stuff mm-hmm. and he finds some dead people yeah it, it's funny because he sees like carrion birds circling off in the distance and you know like <laughs> everyone else would be like yeah that, that's some dead things but girl's like no, i'm gonna go check out those corpses <laughs> yeah it might just be an elk but it might be something cool yeah never pass an opportunity to, to loot a corpse right yeah. so he finds some corpses and rifles through their pockets like you do that's what he does yeah uh, he, he's on his horse Roach, which I gotta say, A plus horse name. Roach. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's better than Mandarb. That's better than Blade or whatever. What was Rand's name? Stepper or something? Yeah. Stump. Who, Never who better cares, than right? Bella, though. Yeah. yeah. Not better than Bella. No. Yeah. Bella, Bella is not a horse, though. Bella is yeah. a, a, a legend. Yes. Know? Yeah. Horse yeah. of legend. Yeah. He, he goes to their pockets and CSIs the death scene. Uh, to to the horse. <laughs> yeah, to the horse. Telling yeah. Roach all about it. Yeah, that, Roach I, doesn't care. I, I love it. He he talks to his horse a lot, and the, the the horse doesn't have strong opinions about things mostly, but you know, a good listener. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of funny because Geralt is so taciturn, right? In uh, when dealing with people, right? But clearly, he has a lot to say, right? He talks to his horse constantly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, he just needs someone who. You know, gets him. <laughs> yeah, a horse. Yeah. Uh, they, they were killed by some monster. Uh, it's a, a merchant and a woman, and he finds a blue rose there. Yeah, so he's thinking maybe a werewolf or a leshy or a kikimora or a viper with a Y and two Ps, and I know of one of those things, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's great. Like, he knows all about this stuff. Yeah, there's all these nasty things in the world that could do something like this. And just, I, this. I keep thinking that he's like a plumber, right? Like, he, he's just a guy who's, like, an expert in dealing with this one kind of thing. He's seen all these problems before. Uh, you know, he's there. there's professional interest in these cases, but it's not very dramatic to him. Yeah, it's just basic troubleshooting. He's, like, going down a list in his head. That's yeah. really all it is. He's, like, could be a Leshy or a Kikimura, but we're not near the swamp. So, yeah, maybe... Yeah. It's, yeah. He, I, I really... I actually love this because it's sort of a... a passing way to add a lot of depth to this world that we're learning right. about. And he gets his silver sword out because it's time to go hunting. Yep. Although is he is he on a job here or what? No, he's not. This is this is something that uh, they talk about later. No one's paying him for this one yet, but it's just kind of what he does, I guess, killing mm-hmm. monsters, you know. Yeah. And while he's tracking, uh, his horse is getting a little nervous. He spies a mysterious girl in the woods running around all all creepy like between the trees, who vanishes. Yeah. Probably nothing. <laughs> it's um. As he's approaching this tower where he finds the girl, uh, something I noticed is that the way he's going through things, uh, he's like he's very cautious. Like he's always looking for he's like looking for tracks. He's looking around. Like as soon as he's on a on a hunt, it might appear that he's like not doing anything, but it's like he's always expecting something to jump out of a bush and try and eat him. Right at this point, which mm-hmm. uh, is probably 
true in this world from what we've seen, right? Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that'll just jump out and eat you, right? Uh, and in fact, this random smiling girl who runs off supernaturally, he's just like, that's not my problem. Because <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. he's like, there's the tower here, there's that girl, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm going to the tower, I guess. Yep, probably yep. nothing, maybe nothing, I don't yeah. care. Yeah. He, go, he heads to the tower and he finds a ruin, uh, with a ruined manor with a courtyard and blue flowers in the courtyard. That's right, and the roses, with the uh, indigo roses with like purple tips, sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. When a, a bestial man attacks him, roaring, charging at him, Threatening to tear him apart, tear, tear him to pieces. Right. But it seems like his heart really isn't in it, you know? <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> just sort of pulls out a sword and points at it and waits for the guy to sort of wind down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, are we going to go? The guy's like, I'm going to get you. He's like, do, do you really want to? And the guy's like, not really. Yeah. <laughs> well, why don't you come in and have some food? <laughs> yeah. Once they settle their dispute, he seems like nice enough, right? Yeah. He's, yeah. he's uh, like a... A guy, like a human body in nice clothes with a big monstrous head, mm-hmm. like yeah. a like a bear or something. Yeah, yeah, with a long red tongue. Like they made a, a lot of a bit made a big point about his long red tongue for some reason. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he has a magic house that does whatever he says. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, this you know what this reminded me of is the Beauty and the Beast, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah, I think this has to be. Well, of course, it's, this, this whole story is clearly the Beauty and the Beast, right? right yeah. yeah, it's clearly like a play on that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's got to be. Like, the way he's described is exactly like the Beast from Beauty and the Beast, right? Kind of, yeah. From the Disney movie, I mean. Right, right. No, you're right. And the way the he's got the man, magic mansion. Yeah, no servants. It's like, it's, just, it's, it's kind of a funny twist on that, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they sit down and uh, Nivellen, the, the guy, the Beast, uh, magics up some awesome food that Geralt tucks into, you know? Yeah. Doesn't turn down a meal. Yeah, yeah the guy's like, oh, don't worry. It's, you know, like, uh, he's, he's like, it's fine. And Geralt is already like halfway into whatever he's eating. Oh, yeah. He's like, it's fine. I, I'm, I get it. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, takes good care of him, makes him up some wine. Uh, Geralt is very cagey at, about why he's there and what's going yeah. on. And at first, at least, the... the, the uh, what's his name? Nivellen? Nivellen. Nivellen is really dodgy about explaining his current situation, right? So they're kind of like feeling each other out. Yeah. Yeah, but Gerald like appeals to his hospitality, which I thought was very interesting. It, yeah, it's, like a, it's almost like a, a right kind of thing, like R-I-T-E sort of thing, where like once he declares him a, a, a guest, then he has to do certain things, you know, mm-hmm. like have certain protection, which is, mm-hmm. is not uncommon in various cultures, you know? Yeah, and it definitely works here because they, uh, they don't fight at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even though they have a good meal. This, yeah, they have a great meal. Uh, this this I, this would be. I wish I could do this, right? I wish I could wave my hand and like a oh, bunch yeah. of fine foods were just in front of me. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's great. Uh, th- this guy seems like he's got it made, honestly. But there, there are some tense moments in this meal because Nivellen clocks him as a witcher and says, "Like you kill monsters, I'm a monster. Are you going to kill me?" And girl's like, "Maybe." Mm, <laughs> <laughs> but also, he says he's not a monster. Yeah, he's like, "You are not a monster. That's why I don't have my silver sword out." You know? Yeah. Yeah, because the guy touched his medallion, his silver witcher medallion, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and monsters always are hurt by silver. That's yeah, I think that is pretty cool. So that's that's a funny thing, right? Because. By my definition of a monster, this guy's totally a monster, right? He's got a monster head. He roars at people. He's a monster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't count as a monster. So that means something specific in this world. Yeah. yeah. It does. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Let's see. So yeah, once they settle that yeah. they're... They... Yeah, we, also get, uh, we also get a little bit more info about witchers, right? Mm-hmm. Nivellen says, you guys are raised from childhood, right? They yeah. They steal babies. Feed and, them herbs. Yeah, feed them poisonous herbs. And the ones who survive become... What what Geralt is witchers, mm-hmm. and then he says, and is is that accurate? And Geralt's like, nope. Mm. But I think it is, right? It 
Yeah, I mean, like it's 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 probably it's oversimplification, but yeah, there's there's truth to it for sure. Mm-hmm. He yeah. says practically nothing of that is true. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he calls him he calls witchers monsters made to kill monsters, mm-hmm. which is an interesting way of looking at it. Yep. Yeah, and, and uh, there are fewer and fewer monsters, which is contrary to what we heard earlier. Yeah, right? and I think Gerald actually specifically says that's not true. Yes, yeah. he does. Yeah, but. It, that's kind of funny. Like, I guess so what Geralt is is sort of he's in between worlds, right? Yeah. yeah. He's a human who is made into sort of a Well, monster. they say he's not a human, though, and he agrees with it, don't they? Well, he says not quite. Okay. Which is, which is you know, witchers are, like, like Jeff said, sort of halfway. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's an interesting vibe because he has... I would say Geralt has more compassion for the monsters he meets in these two stories than any of the people. Mm-hmm. I think that's... Right? Well... And he kills yeah. them. Yeah. He kills the true. monsters, right? I think that's true. Yeah, uh, he. I think that he does relate somewhat to some humans, but yeah, for the most part, I think he's disinterested at, yeah. at best. You know. So Geralt offers to try and lift the spell on Nivellen, who declines. He says, "No, nah, it's nice actually. And, <laughs> right? You know, Got I mean, a magic house. Eat whatever I want." It, I mean, that part is pretty cool, right? And then Nivellen tells his story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was kind of starting to like the guy. Yeah. Yeah. So. His father and his father's father are local lords, as he calls himself. But when he describes what they do, they are clearly bandits. Yeah. they. Right? Well, I mean, they have a really nice house and yeah, servants and stuff. But yeah, mostly they steal and yeah, burn with, people's with, tongues. Yeah, they, they ride out in the countryside and, and rob people hmm. uh, and, and rob temples and, you know, extract tithes and, and tribute from the local peasants. So they're like the bad kind of lord. Yeah. Uh, but they rob some evil temple. Doesn't even know which one. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I, we knew it was a problem because there were bones all over the altar and a bunch like of green spi- flames. There were spiders and stuff. It was yeah. terrible. But, yeah. but we robbed it and, <laughs> and raped the priestess. Yep. Yep. And, uh, uh, and, and is all like, oh, I didn't want to do it. But the boys made me do it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sure. sure. While I was raping her, she cursed me. Yeah. Cursed him and killed herself. Yep. And then she killed it. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's horrible. It was rough. Yep. And, and he tells it, like, it's horrible because he tells it as sort of like, like a dopey story. Like, this is what I did when I was a kid. Can you yeah. imagine? Like, what an idiot I was. Mm-hmm. Which is not the right vibe, in my opinion, for this sort of story. Yeah, agreed. Uh, but he woke one day with a beast's head, and it, he went had a big tamper tantrum, and roared, and scared everybody away. And killed a bunch of people. He killed a bunch of servants. Yeah. yeah. And after all that, he'd been living alone in this manner, and it sort of evolved that that he was so lonely, he thought maybe like having sex with a virgin or whatever would cure his illness. So it became to be the case that merchants would bring his daughters to him and he would pay them for a year with their daughters. Uh-huh. Uh, and he said, that was actually kind of nice. You know, I really got to, I really got to like some of them, uh, which is kind of odd. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, you know, he's, he's getting company and I guess they're getting, it, it sounds like the, the daughters who stayed were, we're like not in a bad situation. Like, like more than not, actually kind of liked him. You know? Yeah. Because yeah. he seems like actually a pretty affable guy, and it's a really nice place to live. And I got the impression he didn't... They got to decide whether or not to have sex with him, because the first one did not. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, the first, You mean the first... The priestess? No, the first woman who... The first young daughter who showed up. Oh, yeah, didn't have yeah. sex with him. You mm-hmm. mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, and so... It seems like he's a good... Well, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's hard. There's it's, thresholds it's, it's here, mixed, right? It's super mixed. Super gray area, right? Like, yeah. definitely a bad person in the past, but he's kind of evolved into this beast who's who's like a good person to the people around him, right? So, monster on the inside, 
human on the outside now, monster on the outside, human on the inside. Oh my god, my mind just blown. <laughs> Would you say, Jeff, that that maybe he's transformed, <laughs> right? Yeah, Literally the, and figuratively, the true beast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's kind of a funny thing. And he's, he's like, "Well, it didn't work to transform me back, but I kind of like this deal where I was buying people's daughters." <laughs> uh, but he says that he connected with them, but they all leave, right? Every one of them after leaves. a year. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Even though this was a good deal, right? For this this poor, like, well, not necessarily poor, but a merchant's daughter who didn't live in a nice manner with free food everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, and he said there's been several of them over the years, and you know, most of them, for most of them, living with him in his manner was a was an upgrade for their life or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he says, but they all leave, right? Yeah, that Whether is true. Leave. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, but either way, it doesn't seem to be too... Um, it seems to be mostly consensual, but he, he's, but he hasn't done that for a while. Yeah, he's, it's, he says he's got a new girlfriend who doesn't seem to mind him who as he is, you know? Uh, but hey, you know, love is strange sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah. This, this, whole thing, this whole story is very very meta, right? It's very, it's very commentary on the Beauty and the Beast sort mm-hmm. of story, right? Absolutely, yeah. But yeah, with a, with a cryptic warning about you know, the forest being a really dangerous place to be, mm-hmm. Geralt leaves. <laughs> well, Geralt gets the beast to admit that there he's not alone right now. There's that young woman there who right. we saw. Right. Yes. And says he doesn't know if he can help him, right? Right. And yeah. says and says, You dumbass, you went to that that priestess you raped and basically killed, like she was from this horrible church. Yeah, he's like, oh, that's a bad one. Yeah, I yeah. know that church. You uh-huh. should not have done that. That was a, a very, yeah, very bad choice. Mm-hmm. And, but then Geralt kind of obliquely, like, warns him, like, what you're doing is very dangerous. And the guy's sort of like, he's, on, he's into it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but he also, he knows that he's probably a Rusalka, right? He says that. You know he's staying this, with him right this, now. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is a Rusalka. And the guy's like, yeah, I know, but it, it works for me, right? It's kind of the best I've got. I looked it up. Oh, oh, Rusalka is a, a nymph of some sort, a water nymph. Of some sort. Oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah, I, I did not know what that was. Yeah. Uh, but he's like, yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm a monster. What are you going to do? Right, yeah. And then, but he also kind of asked Geralt, this is kind of a, a, a rhyme of what happened in the first story, right? He asked Geralt, like, if this beast thing becomes worse... And I do become a monster. I want you to come back and kill me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then uh, Geralt travels out through the dangerous forest. Mm-hmm. Spends the night there because, you know, he's the witcher. Yeah. And there's like screams and like monster stuff. And he's just sort of like, oh, well, notices it. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Not yeah there's problem. something in the tree that could be an owl or could be a, like a, like a harpy. A harpy. It's like, okay, cool, cool. cool. Yeah, right. Not, not that, not his problem, I guess. Right. But, uh, but. He realizes something because of all this and decides to head back. Yeah, it's funny because, like, throughout this story, Roach has been responding in a really, like, nervous way. And at several points, Geralt uses his little, like, Witcher sign to calm that's right, Roach that's and just, right. like, go about things. And at one point here, uh, Geralt realizes, oh, shit, there's something going on here, right? Like, the, Roach so is smelling something. It? Yes. So you oh. think that... Geralt realizes Roach wouldn't have been scared of a Rusalka, but he is scared of something else. Yes, I think that's the the the, uh, the idea. He even says something like, "You you're you're smarter than I am. You know, you figured this out before I did. You know." Right. Uh, but so Geralt sneaks back to the manor and he sees the girl. He finds the girl singing in a really like yeah with, magical sinister way with her mouth closed. Right. Right. Like yeah. It's in his mind almost. Yeah. And he's kind of trying to figure out what the girl actually is. He not asks her. <laughs> He's like talking yeah. to the monster, you yeah, know? He has a conversation with it. Uh, it's not a vampire. It's out in the sun, you know, kind of ruling things out. 
And uh, he realizes that this monster has been taking advantage of Nivellen, who is yeah. lonely, right? And I guess being the creature that she is, she's trying to, like, take control of him so that she has, like, a a, a monster assistant and a magic man, you know, like, basically trying to take over, yeah. I think so, yeah. Like, it, it's a place for her to stay, and I think Nivellen's been giving her blood uh, and so that she can drink and also letting her prey on, on like, like those... Uh, those two people that Geralt yeah. found originally, right? And also giving him nightmares. That's something that, that was mentioned briefly, but we learn here is part of what she's doing. Ah, uh, right. So uh, it is bad, I guess, to be in a relationship with a Bruxa, right? Which yeah. I, I think is the pronunciation. <laughs> no idea, but... Uh, and uh, this, is, this is very, very bad news, and it is immediately fight time. Yeah, so this is... This is uh, the things that he's listing are different varieties of vampire in this world, mm-hmm. and uh, Bruxa is a very bad one. <laughs> ah, yeah. okay. So it is drinking blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as soon as he fights it, it transforms into a bat-like creature and attacks him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Again, we have a situation where Geralt is yeah, Geralt not doing well. Thoroughly gets his ass kicked, and he's surprised. There's this bit where, like, and then I did my, my move number three and, and pivoted perfectly and sliced... And then he's surprised by not hitting anything. What? Yeah. Uh, she's faster. She's very agile. And she has this, like, gnarly scream thing that she does. Yeah, that blasts him back. Yeah. It was a, a little bit video gamey, this fight, right? Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, but these, I mean, these were written pre-video. 1993. Uh, yeah, pre-good video games, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the scream attack really gets him. Um, it beats him up. And it looks like he might almost lose... Uh, but then Nivellen joins in uh, and stakes her with, yeah. a, with a pole right through the chest. It's interesting. Nivellen, like, is conflicted but seems to care about what's right, right? Yeah. Like, he knows who this is. He's he's saying her name. Like, you know, stop, you know? Yeah, yeah. And and then it the creature pulls itself up the pole, uh, like, yes. pushing through his chest to try and get to Nivellen. And it seems to be saying... I love you. Uh, I love you. And if, if, if we're not going to be together, then... then You'll be dead, or, yeah. or that, that you know, no one can have you. Yes, yeah. Uh, and it's it's super gnarly. The pole like sticks out through her back, and it's covered in blood. Mine or nobody's. I love you. Love you. Mm, yeah, uh, it's really dark. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, it dies uh, because Carol Geralt uses its distraction of being impaled uh, and beheads it. Yeah, and he feels worried about it too. Actually, you know, like after he. Cuts off her head, he says, there are fewer and fewer monsters. Am I? What am I? Who's shouting the birds? And then, yeah, there, there's some some things. Like, he's feeling... Yeah, he sort of, like, goes conflict. into a trance of some kind of his own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but he does. And then when he sort of comes out of it, Nivellen is cured. Yes. I and guess that was the, the term of the, yeah. the curse. And uh, he, doesn't, uh, he doesn't know why, but Geralt knows. Because, like, well, Gareth sort of knows. He says all these, these fairy tales about, you know, about the virgin or whatever, about the true love's kiss or whatever. We're right about one thing. It has to be true love. Mm-hmm. So the last thing you learn is that that Brucha really loved him. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And I guess he probably loved her, right? Yeah, I think he did. And yeah. This is a real downer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's dark shit, right? Yeah. But, but, like, it's dark, but it also has, like, this comic thread to it throughout the whole, at least so far throughout the whole, uh, b- both of the stories. Yeah. Like, there's it's, this it's humor very, to it. It's wry, and it's got a sort of this bleak humor. Yeah. 
Uh, it's really cool. Like the character is sketched really well. Uh, it's not super wordy. You know, it, it, the, the plot really moves. There's lots of action. Uh, you usually know what's going on. There's a couple of things that happened that went by so fast that I didn't really understand what was happening. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of stuff that we're we're getting these hints of flavor. Like he's just referring to things in passing, and we have no frame of reference for them. So I I have a feeling that as we go, we're going to start understanding more of what's happening. But maybe not. Maybe it's it's all like this. It's like yeah. a very uh, it's a, a very exotic kind of fantasy, you know, mm-hmm. for me. What do you think so far, Alice? Oh, I've been enjoying it a lot. I like the fairy tales. Yeah, for 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 what we've been reading, like it feels like there's a lot happening. You know, there's a lot of action. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah it's it's been fascinating for me. All right. So that's it for this episode. Next time we're going to talk about the the second quarter. We're still figuring out how to divide these well of the Last Wish. I am Jeff Lake. You can find me at jefflake.info. I am Alice Woolman. That is Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Michael Sparkman. I don't have any of those things. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. And please share us with anybody you think will like us. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this. Please find out how you can give us your dollars at armadillo.club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time, that's That's the the (laughs) witchuation.